0: Change is inevitable and resistance is futile. The seven stages of the change curve include shock, denial, frustration, depression, experimentation, decision, and integration. In my opinion, this model is super relevant right now because much of the world is still in shock with all the changes. Some of us are still in denial. Many of us are frustrated with our current situations. And for others, the world has become downright depressing. However, in some places in the world, we're finally on the upside of the curve. Experimenting with new ideas, taking decisive action, and integrating these changes into society. But beyond the obvious social and political changes that are happening right now in countries around the world, this change model also applies to how we deal with changes in our everyday lives. At this point in your life, with whatever changes you're going through in your career, in your relationship or whatever, what stage are you in? Are you adapting well to the changes? Because again, change is inevitable, change is constant. As much as we'd like to cling to that which makes us comfortable, those things that make us feel safe, we can't stop it, we can't avoid it. But we can observe it, we can adapt to it, we can grow from it, we can evolve. Change is progress, change brings opportunities. Yes, change is hard, change requires courage, but change is necessary. And we just have to deal with it because Change is inevitable. Resistance is futile. All
1: right, here we go. Back in bold. This is Bold Perceptions. Got a fun, exciting episode today about the wonderful world of OnlyFans. A lot of people are starting to see this new world. Um, is getting more and more popular. Lots more girls are starting to do it. Many are succeeding. Some are getting some cons from it, but we got someone that actually quit her job after her OnlyFans checks started coming in. It's Stevie. We've known each other for uh, quite some time. Stevie's in Italy. When did you get into OnlyFans?
2: Um, It was during the quarantine in 2020. I I feel like it was right before we met. And I made my account, but I left there. I was like, "Mm, okay, I have it. It got, like, approved and left it there like i was like okay whatever and then on uh, fall 2020 um i think i put my name and it was like very like random i got two subscribers without even saying it it was like i have people subs- subscribing it so after that i went like public i was like hey i have only fans And I feel like for the first year, nothing really happened because I wasn't really working on it. I was like, okay, I have my job. I have other things going on. So I was like, I'm posting, but not like that. So I was making money, but not that much.
1: Obviously, there's like a stigma with the whole OnlyFans thing. So when you decided to take the jump into it, and I don't know if you Mm -hmm. started posting like uh, nudity right away. What was that feeling like? Were you you thinking about the future, your relationships, or just like, fuck it, I'm going to take the jump?
2: I'm not doing uh the down there but I'll show the rest. You know, like I'm not showing my holes, but I'm showing my boobs and I do lingerie um whatever people ask, but it's like on my uh, terms. Like they ask me if they can do it, the, they can get this or that. I'm like, "Yes, but doing my way. I'm not showing you down there, you know, stuff like that."
1: But the mindset like to take that jump, like to put yourself out there in the public eye of OnlyFans, Absolutely. like what was that yeah, like? How did you get over it?
2: Um, at first, I was very concerned, and my thing is that I, if I show down there, yes, I can make more money, or let's say I'm starting doing sex stuff, I get my money. But I feel like um, since I create this like persona, the fact that I'm not showing it on there makes people more interested in me.
1: Yeah, it leaves something to the imagination. Of totally. Yeah. Uh, when did you hit the point of making enough money to stop working your normal job? And like, what kind of work did that take to, to get there?
2: So um, last year, it was around the end of September, beginning of October, I was broke. I was at the point that I wasn't doing OnlyFans before, during the summer, because I also got into a relationship. So I was like very like... I was far away from OnlyFans. I got to the point that I was working, but I was I was broke. For some reason, I was broke, and I was like, okay, I'm done. So I went back on my OnlyFans. Uh, let's say that being going viral on TikTok, that changed my life. I literally went on TikTok. I was bored. I was like, fuck, I'm going to say whatever I want. And I remember saying some jokes about the dick or talking about some sexual stuff and I went viral, and that's when I was like, okay, let me go back on, people was like interested? like, hey, you are you an OnlyFans? And in like one week, I made uh, the amount of money that I usually make in a month, and like in two weeks, I made three times the same amount of money I make working in a month, and then like in November, that's, no, sorry, around October, November, Uh, at work, like the situation was like worse because where I usually work, they like cheated me, whatever it was a mess. Um, they started treating me like shit, and I was like, I'm done, I already have like some money with OnlyFans, so I'm quitting and I
1: quit. So it was mostly because the viral content. I mean, did it take much work on the back end, like with the content you're pushing out to the relationships you were building, or was it literally? People thought you were cute on the on the viral TikTok, and they're like, "Just let me see you naked."
2: Yeah, it was like me at like saying how much I love the dick, how much I love the dark chocolate, stuff like that. I was I kept like joking about it, and I saw people liking it. No, like I'm being serious. Like it's funny. Like when I tell these people, like like oh, you're weird. I don't care. Like I'm making money, and I kind of like got to the point where I know how like them. What's the the hashtag? What what hashtag use? Like um, what sounds use and
1: okay. The big question is, and people always think this when you do stuff like this. You know, this is extreme too. You're really putting yourself out there. Like, what about your family, like your friends, your relationships? I mean, are you like, okay, this is just who I am. I'm gonna let it out to the world. Or, I mean, is there anything that you want to keep, you know, to yourself, personal? Because this is pretty out there. You know what I mean? I
2: know. And uh, with my family, um, recently. I, I thought, like, my dad knew about it. Maybe he knows, but he's just like, it's your business. Uh, but let's just say they don't really know about it, and I don't feel the need to tell them. Like, if they know, it's good. You know, I know. There's there's no need to be, like, saying it all out. Uh, but I don't, I don't have any problem if they one day ask me, hey, is it true that you're, like, posting yourself out there? Uh, but I'm very open. Like, with friends, I... Pretty much everyone who knows me, they know I'm OnlyFans. So yeah, with friendships and relationships, like on that, um, it was hard because of course you're going to have some judgment from your friends. Um, I feel like right now, I am at the point of my life where I don't even care if I have friends or not, like I had probably two friends and they asked me for who I am and that's it. And my
1: boyfriend yeah you said you're in a relationship now this is a big topic because a lot of dudes like say oh like they're never gonna get married or i would never date them and me personally it would be very hard to have like a serious serious relationship that someone that was nude online like i would have fun with them and we can dates and obviously shit, you got money bringing in so let's have fun but um how does that work with your your serious boyfriend that you've been with for a while right
2: yes When we started talking, um, he knew I was there, but it was never the main point of our relationship. Like, I remember when we first started talking, uh, he kind of asked me, but not really. And then when we started actually dating, uh, I think when we first talked about my OnlyFans, we were already dating like seriously for like three, four months. And that, that was the moment where I was like, hey, let's talk about my OnlyFans. He knows what I do. He knows everything. He under he knows that it's work. Like I feel like the best part um about him is that he knows it's only work, and I'm not involved in any way, like emotionally with anyone.
1: That being said, though, this is what I've heard from other people that do OnlyFans. It's not necessarily the naked or or the porn on there. It's about like people having uh, communication with you and like, Hey baby, how's your day? Your work? Like, even if it's not real, that, that feeling of, Oh my God, I'm talking to this girl. That's so pretty is what they pay for. Is uh, that not true?
2: Yes. But at the same time, I try my best. Like when we, when I'm hanging out with my boyfriend, I'm not working. You know what I mean? It's never like, Oh, I'm next to my boyfriend. I'm texting these other guys. It's like, okay, I'm going to another room in the house and I'm. he knows I'm gonna be working and even he when I'm like texting because I need to he's there and like literally like we're very chill like I don't know
1: so it's basically you put a mask on and you go to work correct yes what does that not take a toll on you though I mean obviously the guy knows too I mean it's like a fantasy right so in his head deep down he knows like okay this probably isn't my girlfriend or whatnot but I mean you guys are both playing like two different games with it. And I guess that's what a lot of people do get off to our fantasies. Is is that mm-hmm. fair? So what is that like playing that fantasy so much?
2: I'm playing the fantasy.
1: Yeah, like you're saying, oh hey baby, like you're so sexy or come come here, Poppy, yeah, like whatever the um, fuck they say. But
2: from what like, I've, I've experienced, uh, most of the people, uh, there's some people that, of course, they want, like, be very sexual. Some others, they just want someone to talk to. And it's not really, like, I have to be there, like, all the time saying, hey,
1: you know. Are you kind of, like, a therapist to some of these people?
2: Um,
1: As in someone I they can talk that. to because they're lonely.
2: Yes, I felt that.
1: Can you go more into that? Like, who who are these? Are they lonely old men? Are they just some people that work too much and they just want to have a chat with like a girl or who are these Um, people?
2: I think I have like people around. I have young people, but I also have old people. Like a lot of my fans are like old people. Um, They just want some attention. You know, someone to talk or they just want like the news and that's it.
1: Yeah, see, it's interesting, and um, I think a lot of people, like in the USA, don't really know how big kind of sex work has gotten, or sugar daddies, or only fan girls. But like, I think as I've done a lot of traveling, I meet a lot more people that are open with me, and this is a lot bigger than anyone thinks. Like, there's a ton of people, a quote unquote normal, doing this, like a, like a normal job, right? It's not as crazy as maybe some people think. Only fans is
2: yeah um i feel like nowadays um to me being on onlyfans it's a it's a job like there's a lot of work that you gotta be doing like taking pictures um being there uh create content you something that people i don't feel like they realize is that it's a constantly thing that you have to keep going like You know what I mean?
1: What's your average day look like, your average work day?
2: Lately, I've been chilling, not gonna lie. Especially like I took a break uh, during the holidays because I was like working, working, working and working to my other job. Um, But I would say like an average day, um, I wake up, uh, I read books, I'm trying to focus on my mental health, um, take pictures, reply to people, uh, go tweet something, go back to reply, uh, create content, going on TikTok and reply to people, making videos. Um, that's pretty much it.
1: How many messages do you think you're sending a day on the OnlyFans on a normal average day?
2: I don't have uh, like a thousand of fans. But I would say at least fifty.
1: And these are like full-blown conversations, or just like, "Hey, baby, how's your day?" Or like, what are they looking for? Are they asking for advice? Or,
2: um, yeah, they also ask for advice. Like, hey, me and my girl, we're trying to have a threesome. Uh, do you think she's gonna like it? You know, stuff like that.
1: So you're you're a sex therapist, kind of.
2: Yeah, in a way
1: little okay so like obviously it's like a monthly thing right so some person like okay i wanted to see stevie naked so i pay and i get to see photos and then i cancel my account how do you get these people to keep paying monthly Do you have to do different sort of content or like how do you keep improving your only fans i
2: know i have to say that um i don't something i learned is that um You have to decide how you wanna keep going. There are girls that they keep like very low because they want like people to keep subscribing. Um, But I decided to be like in the middle. So if you wanna watch my pictures, look at my videos, you can. And then if you don't want to subscribe back, you're free to don't do it. There's people that like keep subscribing. You know, their um, subscription keeps uh, renewing. Um, But yeah. There's not really, like, um, a thing I do to keep people.
1: No, so you don't really care about customer retention? I mean, there's no advice for that? I already
2: already have people. Yeah, no, I already have. But the thing is that, like, I keep having new subscribers through my TikTok, you know? There's always new people subscribing. subscribing.
1: Yeah, I clicked on your link in the bio, and um, I saw, I mean, you market a lot of different places. What I thought was really unique was Reddit. Like, I go on Reddit all the time, and I thought you – is is that a good one, Reddit?
2: Yes. That's how you uh, create engagement and, like, uh, advertising. That's a good way to advertise Reddit because people try to leak stuff from OnlyFans girls there. So it's just better to be there on the places that, you know, people might leak. So if you're there, like, you can, like, um, report them with yourself.
1: Yeah, that's another question is, like, how does this content – Stay away from the screenshots and, you know, the the Reddits and whatnot. You have to report everything, or does OnlyFans do a good job of going after people that take your content?
2: OnlyFans does a good job if you send them the link where you saw your stuff. But there's, like, a thing. On Telegram, unfortunately, there's no way you can find them unless, like, there's police involved, FBI, or I don't know. Um, you know, there's a risk in everything we do, so...
1: Yeah, speaking of that risk, people always ask this. Okay, what about your future? Like, what happens when the day the OnlyFans money starts running up or you say, hey, like, I'm done with this. Like, you get in a new relationship and they're like, okay, you need to cut this off. I mean, what, how do you think about that? Like, if your nudes are flying around or if your kids or someone in the future is like, oh, mom, you know, you were getting naked for strangers online. Like, what do you think of that?
2: Um, money come first. If I'm having kids, I'll, I'm i very open and I will tell them, like, you're having a good life because I work my ass off. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not sleeping with people. Yes, I make them calm, but I'm not, like, sleeping with all of them. And as right now, I, I know what I'm doing. And I'm not really, like, being anxious about the future. Like, whatever it is, like, I'll, t- I'll take full responsibility.
1: Yeah, a lot of people think, too, like uh, the OnlyFans girls or the strippers are like these big, you know, whores. But from my experience, a lot of the time, they're not the ones getting dicked down. It's the girl that's not doing all this stuff that, you know, has a huge body count. And these strippers are like the hardest ones to, you know, get in the bed and whatnot. And I think it's just kind of funny, like the image of, oh, she's a whore. But in reality, like you're not getting piped down.
2: yeah. We're not getting weak as much as people think. <laughs> That's a truth. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay, let me go back to my notes. Okay, sex work in general. What do you think uh, of sex work? Where, where do you put limits on it? Do you judge the prostitutes compared to yours? You know, if you put them all in a, in a bag, you guys are all considered sex workers.
2: Yes i don't do porn not yet maybe one day i don't know i'm as right now, it's not my thing but never say never um if it was i always like think this like three years ago four years ago i feel like i was the one judging people and it's crazy the fact that now like i'm doing it um very supportive like whatever you're doing you want to show your pussy you want to show your holes you want to show your boobs you don't want to do it you want to show your feet that's your own business and at the end of the day we're all trying to make um alive earn some money we're not killing people we're not doing like drugs you know uh but i'm a i'm a very supportive person like mm
1: -hmm. yeah and i think as the world gets more and more progressive, this kind of stuff is getting way more normalized. Like three years ago to now, like OnlyFans is is looked at way differently. I mean, in Italy, we still th- have
2: a lot of hate. There's like still a lot of hate. Uh, there is like, it's like, oh, you're doing OnlyFans, you're a whore, or oh, you're on OnlyFans. Um, they're very like dodgy and they're haters.
1: That probably works in your advantage, though, because a lot of them are closet lovers of this kind of stuff. It reminds me, I met um, a transsexual girl in Milan and, uh, like, out of this world, beautiful. I thought she was a girl when I first saw her, whatnot. Then we started talking. She's like, yo, I was born a boy. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not interested in that, but we could be friends, you know, whatever. And uh, she started telling me because she does escorting. A lot of those, um, it's a stereotype, a lot of them do, like, escort work. And uh, she says, Yeah, her biggest um, clientele is in Italy. And Italy is, you know, pretty and- traditional and whatnot. And she says you wouldn't have no idea. The, the people that you think, uh, you know, um, behind closed doors, like they're crazy. And you would see them on the street corner. You, you never think or they're a high businessman and whatnot. So I assume like a lot of your clientele is from Italy or no? Uh,
2: most of my uh, subscribers, yes, are from Italy. I kind of want to amplify my pop my, my my speech. <laughs> my my subscribers my followers um but yeah mostly are italian there's like some people speak spanish or english uh but for the escort thing in italy like a lot of rich people pay like for especially for like 18 years old 20 years old and trans girls like there's a business like Someone told me that you can make, like, 30, in, like, a month just by doing that.
1: Yeah, it is crazy. I mean, because there's so much money, especially, like, in the summer when the yachts start coming out. Like, those girls that get, you know, hit up to go on the yachts and the crazy parties. Like, I've met girls that, like, the stories they tell me, I'm like, holy shit. And it's, like, things like the general public. It's, like, a secret society, right? It's Mm -hmm. like you have to know someone or be a part of it to realize just how messed up it is. But here's what's really crazy is you go overseas like um, I was in Brazil. And it's really normal for younger girls to um, uh, do prostitution to pay for school. And it's like not as stigmatized in uh, Brazil. And um, luckily, you know, I'm a pretty boy. I don't really need to pay for it. But uh, on Tinder and stuff, a lot of them like uh, they try to get clients through there and um one of them was like an 18 year old girl like looked amazing and she's like hey here's what i do blah 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 and it was 18 dollars an hour that's what she was charging like that was the price Ooh. of pussy in, in brazil and i'm like <laughs> oh my god uh no i didn't but i'm like oh my god like this is way easier than taking you out to drinks <laughs> this is cheaper but um uh, it's crazy because like yeah, then Europe they're making forty thousand euros, you know, a month, which is bananas. But yeah, that's a question though. So on OnlyFans, I bet you get hit up with these opportunities, huh? If I get
2: asked um to have sex.
1: Yes. Like uh you get offers like the girls.
2: That's the number one question. Hey, like like do you do privates? Can I meet you? Um but I say no, cause I like ask and like offer that a lot. They're like, like, they're like, oh, how much for one night? Hey, uh, how much for seeing you? How much for like coffee? And that's the first thing. Like I, I say like no. I don't do meetings. I don't do like you know. I decided to not to do not do it, cause I know girls do it. Like they get you know, like they do it like um, how you say. Um, a bad. Maybe that parola. There are girls out there that they do it on OnlyFans. They get to meet, have sex, they charge. Um, but to me, it would be, like, too much. Like, mixing their real life with work. I don't know. It's like. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, sugar daddies are huge in um, mm-hmm. Europe. I've uh, benefited, not me personally, but girls I've been with. So I've benefited from the sugar daddy. Like, it is wild. Like, uh, the sugar daddy world in there. And so many, like... Uh, Girls you would never expect, like all of a sudden they have a penthouse in Venice for the weekend. I'm like, oh, how'd you get that? You know what I mean? It's uh, mm-hmm. it's just wild because, like, you know, before you like see it or experience it, you think it's kind of like you think hookers and prostitutes are the ones you see on the street, right? But dude, this is everywhere. Like, money talks, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of people, especially older dudes, that have a ton of money to throw around, and you know, beauty is a, a commodity.
2: Yeah, good for them. <laughs>
1: But I know you got a, like a good Instagram page, like about 20,000 followers. Don't they – like people hit you up in the DMs like, hey, send feed pics and I'll give you $100. Like this is a normal thing, right?
2: Uh, it happens, but I'd rather do it on OnlyFans because I had people, oh, how much you charge for uh, a video call or oh, how much for these, I'll, I'll give you uh, an Amazon card. And I'm like, no, you subscribe to my OnlyFans and we talk about it there.
1: But that's like a normal occurrence, right? Even before you did OnlyFans, like, I mean, many girls get these offers from people, not even girls that have big followings.
2: No, yeah. I also got someone asking me to have sex. He was like, hey, how much you want? Like a thousand, two thousand, five thousand? And I was like, no, thank you. And I was single back at, back at the time. I was like, no.
1: Yeah, there's, um, I've met a couple of girls who do the Dubai thing and the oil money. And those stories are crazy. Like getting flown out there, getting like fifty grand um, to like do some sick stuff. Like, have you heard? Do you know any girls or that be giving these opportunities to go down, like to the sheiks and and all the oil money and all that stuff?
2: No, what is that? I never heard of that.
1: There's also a website that used to like um, docs the girls that that did this. Like, there was this guy that had it. A ton of money down there and he would like release the story and uh, i forgot what it was called but this was like five six years ago and uh it's fucked up like paying these girls to like uh take the virginity of like 13 year olds like their their sons and all that stuff like to um wow there's something about like a like a fish that they had to like put in their virgin i mean dude there was some there's some weird stuff, but these girls were getting $50,000, $100,000 because the oil money is, you know, crazy down there.
2: Yeah. A lot of people lately It's moving to Dubai. You heard about that? Like, they're investing, I don't know, if you pay less taxes or something, but everyone, like, especially, like, OnlyFans girls, they're going, they move moving to Dubai.
1: I saw a photo recently. It was, like, 20 naked, uh, like, Russian-Ukrainian girls on this uh, – oil guy's uh, balcony and they're doing like some some videos i mean it's just crazy it's crazy because a, a lot of the prostitutes in western europe are um ukrainian russian uh, mm-hmm. romanian because it's you know they, they got no much money over there so they go to the west and like europe is a lot different with sex than the usa it's more like um normal like uh, prostitution mm-hmm. like brothels mm-hmm. are legal and in, in germany and it's kind of like in the culture it's not looked, looked as down upon as like uh puritan usa or what we were built on but i don't know i just find it interesting like the way we're going with this this sex work and the internet and how it's becoming more and more acceptable and i don't know I, I don't. i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing i mean i've benefited from it so i can't hate on it at all like i don't judge people who do it but i mean where does it end like is it like what's gonna happen here in the future? What do you think is gonna happen in the next five, ten years with uh, this industry?
2: Let me tell you, these things, the only fun thing, it's moving to the metaverse. Like since you cannot have it in real life, there's gonna be a way to do it like in the virtual world, you know? That's where it's going. 100 percent sure.
1: Yeah. So some dude puts the the glass or the glasses on, and he has some sex toy at home. I mean, and then you go and touch him and talk to him. So is that fine for you if it's um, through the metaverse?
2: Uh, I don't know. I still have to like sit. Nah, I don't know. I know that's where it's going, but I don't know if I like I would be able to do it.
1: Have you um have you tried uh, getting a part of that metaverse somehow and like establishing a presence?
2: No, not yet. Not yet. But I kind of had the opportunity to, um, because I got a reach out from, um, you know, the people that works uh, in the um, Silicon Valley, they create new websites. So I got a reach out from these uh, people. uh, They build your personal OnlyFans, your own website. But they do it like how you want it. So... They were like telling me, showing me, and I asked about because he was like telling me about the metaverse. I'm like, "What is it? Like, tell me." And he showed me, and he was telling me that, you know, he was wor- working in these rooms. He showed me. So it's gonna be pretty much you're gonna be in your room. You're gonna have your own room, and you're gonna be talking face to face to the people, you know, spending time with your subscribers, followers, paying, of course.
1: So is it Trying to get you involved early.
2: Um, I'm still thinking about it. Not really in the metaverse because he's, he's told me that he's like they're working on it, but that I feel like that's where it's gonna it's going to be. Um, no, not yet.
1: Okay, so for any aspiring OnlyFans girls uh, listening to this right now. What's the best course of action to to getting started, to building a decent amount of income? Because here's the thing too. Like you're one of the few that actually like makes a living off it. Like a lot of girls make maybe at the start they get some money, but you know, not many are success stories in, the, in this business. Am I correct?
2: I don't think I have I have ever heard someone complaining or they they were like, I didn't make it on OnlyFans. So if there's someone that for them it didn't work out, I don't know. Because they, um, the reviews about it, like, I've never heard, like, negative experience.
1: Interesting. What tips would you give someone if uh, they're going to start this? I mean, because obviously you, have a, you, had, you had a big following beforehand and you made some viral videos. But what about someone that wasn't uh, as big?
2: From what I heard, um, you can make it. You can make it even if you don't want to show your face and you want to do, like, full porn news. Um, or even if you don't want to, you can make it um to me it's like i put my i want to put my face on whatever i do but i get that not everyone is like me so even if you don't want to do it like publicly you know you still can do it of course you have to work hard uh make the social media you have to have a good instagram ready twitter twitter I, i had no idea like about like the influence about twitter um and like my, I feel like my uh, Instagram started growing back in October, November, because I was stuck on ten thousand followers for like so many years. And from I gained like followers from TikTok. So you have, you gotta have like a good Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, and TikTok. TikTok is like the main thing of the of our advertising.
1: It sounded like you niched pretty well though, because you did a lot of. Um... Oh, I like dark chocolate and this and that. And like, that was a pretty niche, right? You had certain hashtags. So is that something you should probably do too? Someone that wants to do this?
2: No, for the hashtags on TikTok, no. You have to do it like the most, the hashtags that have most um, views. They want to have like 1 billion, 1 million, like 100 million stats.
1: Yeah, I know too, like, um, like I've heard of weird stuff, like... uh, People have niched to like uh, burping. So like a hot girl like burps, and uh, she's getting like fifty thousand dollars a month. It's like a niche, and like so, so many people have weird fetishes, right? And if you can yes. just tap in, tap into yes. one of them that doesn't have many creators. Like this this girl's burping, and she's getting paid fifty grand a month. Like that's crazy. I get, ask,
2: I get asked to burp. I get asked. Um, what was the weird one? No, I, I think as right now it's the burping one. Like, hey, can you burp?
1: That, that that's a good point that I forgot to bring up. Um, ever since you started doing OnlyFans, like, how have you viewed like uh, people in general, like men, like all the different fetishes you've heard? Like, has it shaped your your worldview at all from being in like the sex world and seeing like true reality of what people are like behind closed doors?
2: um i've learned more about people about men but at the same time it it hasn't really affect me or like i wasn't really sh- that shocked about like uh, those kind of fantasies you know
1: yeah can you elaborate more on that like uh like before only fans and after like here's my thing. So, uh, being with, you know, a handful of people in different situations across the world and seeing crazy shit, like I realized that first of all, you know, we're all a little messed up in the head and, uh, that's allowed me to be, you know, more confident and, you know, not think like anyone's really got to figure it out and we all have some weird things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering too, like Olson, you have this guy, you know, maybe he's, uh, like a, a successful businessman and he's saying like degrade me like send me videos of, uh, of you saying i'm the worst person in the world or like i think that like would really shape your mindset in the everyday basis because you're seeing like the real real world like what reality actually is
2: um you mean that if in somehow like affects me or may change my view about men yeah general, seen,
1: people, yeah seeing people like I differently know. like also i know not the guy really. outside has got no
2: no because i feel like we're all weird in our own way i have a weirdo so no not really i feel like people on onlyfans it's normal compared to the weirdos i met on tinder <laughs> to be honest
1: <laughs> who'd you meet on tinder what was weird about them
2: like in the past like oh god that was like more affecting to me than people on OnlyFans.
1: Well, I, I guess because to OnlyFans is like, Hey, it's a transaction. You know what I mean like Tinder, maybe they're sneaky and they're, um, I just watched the Tinder Swindler. You should check that out on Netflix.
2: I watched um, it. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> I hope they get yeah, him. Was- like he deserves jail like forever.
1: He's out. He has a model girlfriend driving supercars again.
2: I know, but I tried to look for him on Instagram and he's not there anymore. He has like these fakes account profiles.
1: I, so I watched it like, I think a day after released and I looked him up on Instagram and he was there. So maybe the last couple of days he, he had to take it down, but I, I saw his account and he it was like eight hours before I looked at it. He had a, a video of him in a, like a Rolls Royce with the Israel, Israeli model. I was like, what the
2: fuck? I feel like that um, that um, documentary Netflix gave him more, it's going to make him more money. So it's not fair, but at the same time, it's fair because he deserved to like, have someone to punch him or do something to him or go get him, you know? Like 50-50. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, there's that thing where serial killers are getting hundreds of letters from, from girls that like are attracted to that or like dudes who maybe are really angry with women look at him as like, Oh yeah, you get those women back. So maybe he will have some super fans be because of it. But I think there's some conspiracy behind it. I think he probably was working with Mossad if he can get out of a, uh, that jail time, like he, he did, he was supposed to do 15 months for a forged pa- passport. He did five months and now he's back at it. Like I bet he's working with like uh, intelligence agencies in, in Israel. Something's trippy about that situation. Probably. Yeah. Well, cool. Interesting. Interesting. I, I'm really, it's a curious world. Cause like the point I was making before is before I started like really seeing like what no one wants to show, like what happens behind closed doors. I just think your worldview changes a little. And, oh, my point I was going to ask you is, what is the craziest thing you've seen or gotten from uh, OnlyFans? The craziest
2: thing? Um, I don't remember because I have a bunch. The craziest. Like someone told me, someone asked me to do. Yeah,
1: I just... Things that are like, whoa, this is interesting. Anything.
2: I remember um, I probably say something in another interview. But as right now, like, I don't remember.
1: Are you worried about any of these people stalking you or coming at you, by the way?
2: Um, Recently, I kind of start, like, being anxious about it because um, there's like people that want like to talk to me or see me on the cam, you know, and I'm not replying. So sometimes like I got like random FaceTime call because I left my email on, on my Instagram. I like take it out because I received some um, FaceTime call and I was kind of tripping about it. So I like took it and I tried to block numbers. That I don't know, but yeah. And about like where the request from OnlyFans to be honest, is right now I don't remember because I got like so many.
1: But mm. I've heard from someone else that uh, to handle the replies because it's a big part of the job, they hire assistants. And the person I was talking to, she had two assistants, and they were both guys doing all the messaging. Have you heard about that, or have you hired anyone? Yeah.
2: I got uh, a proposal from a guy. He's like, hey, I'm really good at talking with guys. Would you, are you interested in having someone to replying? I'm not there yet because I like keeping control of my own stuff, but I got like proposed that. I know. And it's mostly the guys doing that.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> Just imagine you're paying for this and you're jerking off to some dude texting you. Wow. Very interesting, but hey, when you when you need a manager, you know who to call. I'll be happy to help. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Stevie, well, it's good to see you again. It seems like you're doing well. Um, I think it's you gave a good, insightful, uh, and you humanized it too. Because a lot of people think um, you know these OnlyFans people are crazy or what are they doing, etc. But there's a lot of normal people doing this. Yes, I feel
2: like as I as I was telling you. People on OnlyFans, it's not that weird. As weird as, as we think, like, again, I've met crazy people in real life more than on the OnlyFans.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, the oldest profession in the world is prostitution, and the biggest, uh, like, money maker is, is sex. I mean, the porn industry is ridiculous. It's the most viewed website, so it ain't going away. And if you can capitalize it, you can capitalize it. If you can take uh, the toll, if you can take the lost relationships and – You know, maybe what the future holds. But I think uh, this will be more and more accepted. And maybe you're on the front lines of the revolution.
2: Yeah. But something nice that happened to me and I wasn't expecting at all. I got to say this. I got two messages from two different people. They were like, hey, I'm not interested in your nudity, in your news. I don't care. I just just subscribe because uh, I just wanted to support whatever dream you have. I was like crying when I read the message. I was like, (laughs) thank you so much. I got a bunch of people that text, like messaged me that. It was really nice.
1: That's cool, that's cool. Hi Stevie, Um, just plug your your Instagram and I think they can find the OnlyFans through that if they want to see.
2: Oh, it's Yvette, because that's my first name. Uh, My second name is Stevie, but it's Yvette with the, inside of the E, the final, it's the three. You just put out and you'll
1: find me. Yeah, we'll throw it in the bio for any of you horny guys listening. But awesome, Stevie. Appreciate it. And uh, take care and be safe.
2: Thank you for having me. Ciao.